Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Welcome to Exploring Missions this weekend. We hope you're having a great time. Some of you are preparing to go to church and others are listening. You've already been, but we're glad the church is a part of your life. And and, and in missions, the church is the centerpiece uh, AFA, AFR, we we connect with the church, but we're not the church. But we love people who are active in the local church and missional. That is a combination that is biblical. And that's what we want to talk about today, a biblical mindset of a pastor and a church. And our guest today is Greg Spencer. He's pastor of the First Baptist Church, New Albany, Mississippi. Greg, Welcome. Thank you, Bert. Appreciate the opportunity to be here to share our story and just how God has just moved in the life of our family and our new adventure that he's calling us to. I love it. In the lives of our family. It is a family project, isn't it? Yeah. If they're not on board, you you better stay home. You better stay home. You better stay Listen, home. Listen, my wife, uh, Jan, I don't know where I'd be without her. I, I guarantee you she is uh, the not on the apple of my eye, but she is the one that kind of directs me. She she can say things to me that nobody else can say and and me receive it the way I should. Yeah, th- that's the way it is with my wife, Kimberly. I married well over my head. Um, <laughs> and our story is we have known each other for years. We were on the same t-ball team together. Oh, man. I just remind people I was the cleanup hitter and uh, she was not. <laughs> but uh, it took me that it's long. It's good that it was not the other way around. Now, Greg, I, you well, know, she's she would a ho- good athlete in her yeah. own right. But, okay. but t-ball was uh, was not not, not that. Well, it is good to have you this weekend. And on Exploring Missions, we really do want people to know that we're on mission for God. If you've been saved, honestly, you're a missionary, aren't you? That's right. I, I knew this one church. If you joined their church, they printed you out a name card, missionary so-and-so. That's awesome. So, so that you, wherever you went, if you went to a restaurant, you gave it out, you know, whatever you did. I thought that was neat. I said, man, they've caught the missional aspect. And you know, like I do, it's not the great suggestion. It's Amen. the great commission. It is. It all really is. You go until God tells you differently. And he, he, he wants us to go. And honestly, he assumes that we're going to do that. When you get the right heart, if you get your heart right with God— and start looking at the Bible missionally. Right. And now I want to just share with you, it took me a little while to get there to look at the Bible missionally. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it more as a Bible of history. Yes, it was. A Bible of instruction. Yes, it was. But when you start reading the Bible missionally, it changes the whole perspective. And I believe, this is just my, my heart, I believe it gives you a greater vision and a heart, the heart of God. I exactly. I see that theme is all the way throughout Scripture and, and fulfilled and in the coming of Jesus himself. You know, God is a God that comes to us, and he's done that through his son Christ. And therefore, because he came, we go, and we don't have another option for that. Well, amen, brother. You're my kind of pastor. Well, we'll see. <laughs> no, I can guarantee you. First Baptist Church, New Albany, I'm connected with that years ago. Yeah. I was a mission pastor 
from First Baptist Church, New Albany, years ago. We won't talk about how long. Yes, I, I was there. That. Yes, I was a missional pastor, a little place called Clark Street Mission. I and that was mine that. and Jan's first place to serve as a full-time uh, pastor. And, how about uh, that? And, and so First Baptist, New Albany means a lot to me. I know quite a few folks there, and, and I love the church. Yeah. But let me share with you what I've heard from talking to some of uh-huh. them. said in the last four years since you've been there, there's been a great turn to that church who thought they were missional, and they found out there was a lot more to it than they were doing. And they're, the ones I've talked to have been excited about what God's doing in your church. So before we talk about where you're going, I want you to talk a little bit about, you know, coming to a church and desiring to really pour yourself into it, not necessarily to change it completely, but to carry out the Great Commission. Yeah, it's First Baptist has a rich history of being missional, uh, doing missions not only locally but all over the world. And um, it's not something they were completely unfamiliar with, but it didn't seem to be as much intentionality. There were some key lay people and still key lay people who have a heart for missions. And so they just needed a mouthpiece. And uh, (laughs) God has uh, allowed me to be that mouthpiece. And so uh, I got there in in January. We began our first partnership talks in March. I mean, quickly, just like that, because we felt like that that was important. That's always been a hallmark of the ministry wherever I've served is to be missional. Uh, And I've had many people. People tell me, uh, hey, you're going to wind up on the mission field one day. Well, the Lord's not allowed me to be on the international mission field, so I just get to bug everybody else until. Uh, until God it, can use you to send others. He has, and we are commissioning. It's one of the things that's uh, a beautiful picture. We've got a young lady in our church who is going this summer to Nicaragua, and her commissioning service is going to be my last Sunday. And I said, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's just a. Uh, it's special for me. Uh, she probably doesn't care, but for me, that's just, to me, that's where I want to go out. Part of my heart's in Nicaragua uh, at the church I was here in northeast Mississippi. We we adopted different countries. Our goal was to adopt a country from every continent except Antarctica yeah. <laughs> and a country and, and have an ongoing mission project to those countries. That's a great and, idea. Uh, we, although with South America, we counted Nicaragua as our Latin America, South American sure. country. And I fell in love. There was a place called San Francisco del Norte. Okay. Yes, it's right close to the Honduran border. And I'd go away saying I left my heart in San, San Francisco, Francisco, but not <laughs> California. And uh, so I love Nicaragua. And I really, the people down there are so warm. We would go door to door. Here and you go door to door here, and you'll probably get your door slammed in your face many times down there. Come on in. Yeah. And, and uh, they a lot up there. They have plastic chairs, and they yeah. put them up during the daytime. And uh, and they'd take it out, and they'd take time to spend time with us. It was it was like a culture shock going back, but what a welcome culture shock. Yeah, they're they're so open to the gospel. They're they in are. conversation. And you talk about the plastic chairs. I'm I'm a big guy, so I have to be careful when I sit in those plastic chairs because right. I have broken. In my share of those. So I've learned to, to sit lightly, lightly. when I'm uh, sharing the gospel. They stay on my toes for sure. Well, it is a great thing. So First Baptist New Albany, and you got people going out, and you also have had groups going from sure, uh, sure. First Baptist. One of the things that I am uh, so proud of, last year in the year 2017, we had 100 people 
from our congregation involved in some sort of missions last year. Uh, not that anything that our church has done before did not count uh, because they have embarked to that, but that's just been a highlight and uh, people have caught the bug. And so we, but we as a church prioritize that too. We, we facilitate it and we make funds available for people to go uh, specifically in our budgeting. And uh, we want to make it as easy as people uh for people as possible to go. But then, you know, they, they still need to have some skin in the game, too, though. Right. And it's not, right. you know, we're just going to pay for you to go, whatever like that. So we have uh, developed multiple partnerships, particularly with church planning. And then we have some international partners that we partner with and, you know, just getting to know those people and they become part of who we are. And then that's kind of how it started with our adventure in Las Vegas is that uh, uh, we have a lot of people in our church who have now been to the city of Las Vegas. Well, and, I thought you said you were not going on an international mission trip. And well, you're going to Las Vegas. Oh, oh, no, that is in the United States. Yeah, the world, obviously, is coming to the city of Las Vegas. Uh, That's what I've noticed. It's gigantic in growth in every way. Yes, At one time, I know uh, the recessional numbers that we had back in the the early 2000s kind of staggered growth, but uh, uh, one one, uh, estimate that I heard was 10,000 people a month moving to Vegas, um, and they're up to about 2.6 million people in metropolitan Las Vegas, and it's just growing, growing, growing. I, there's a, I think, a football team looking at possibly moving yes. to Las. I mean, that's what's happening now. When when I say that, that's not a, that could be missional. I know that, sure. But it does say something about the growth in the economy. And so it's ripe and ready. Yeah, the Raiders, the Oakland Raiders, are now moving to Las Vegas. I think they're going to be there in 2020 as the first year. Uh, they have the the phenomenal success of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, who are now in the uh, semifinals of the Stanley Cup playoffs in their first year of existence. And, um, you know, just talking about a couple of things that have galvanized that city, uh, community wasn't necessarily uh, part of their agenda, but the, the shooting that they had on October 1 of last yeah, year right. really uh, galvanized that community. And the hockey team. Uh, we were out there at spring break and uh, ticket prices, $135 <laughs> a, a ticket. And I've got five people. I'm like, I think we'll just watch it on TV and, and be happy with that. So I'm a Southern boy. And so I, I, I want to cheer for hockey. I watch hockey, but I don't have a clue at what I'm watching. We got a guy. We got two guys here. And while we're keeping up with football, they're keeping up with the Stanley Cup. Oh, amen. And the Stanley Cup playoffs is going on while we're doing this. Uh, and I'm telling you, they'll come in and I'll ask them, well, it's kind of like NASCAR. When you ask NASCAR, you ask two things. Who won and how many wrecks were they? That's right. So in hockey, you ask who won and how many Many fights fights were they? So it's a different ballgame. But Las Vegas, it became part of the ministry of the church. Yeah. And then it became even more real to you. Yeah. Starting in uh, 2014, earlier, just like I mentioned, me and a couple other guys from our church uh, went on a partnership with um, uh, our state uh, denominational leadership, um, just a vision journey. And we went. Uh, we actually, even before that, we prayed about several locations. And to be honest with you, Las Vegas was not my top priority. I thought maybe some other places. Uh, and so me and a couple other guys, we head to Las Vegas with a bunch of other guys. And, and I see Vegas, and I'm kind of like, mm, it's not really, I'm not overly excited about that. And uh, I would talk to those church planners, and, and basically I would tell them, hey, I am just going to pastor the church that pays for your church plan, and I'm going to be completely happy with that. No, 
no inclination whatsoever on the calling of a church planner. Uh, matter of fact, there's a lot of things of a church planner that scared me it at that time because uh, it's um, uh, it's different, uh, yeah. particularly coming from an established church where you you, you know when you're going to get paid most of the time, and uh, where there's a lot of you know just practical things needs being met. When I got a family with three kids and a wife, you know we've got to got to be able to eat. So those things were really off my radar. But we began to develop those partnerships, and we partnered with two particular plants. We were a supporting church for two plants there, and then uh, we just began going and began sending teams. Um, the very first year uh, we got to go, my daughter went with me the first trip, and uh, that was always special. That was my first trip Amen. with her, and I think it's so important to take your family uh, yeah. to go. Uh, we did that with Nicaragua at our church. We did a family mission trip where we encouraged parents to take their children. And so um, as we were going to Vegas, uh, a couple years into it, uh, you know, this idea of planning uh, kept coming up and the Lord kept saying, don't, don't write that off too quick. And so we began to, to that began to kind of just, um, you know, just to grow into our heart and um, talking with my wife. And then finally, about a year ago, um, part of our story is we were about to transition out of Las Vegas. We've been there three years. And most of the time with partnerships, you, you give it move about on. move about three years yeah. and, you, and you give it out. And so we were looking to for other partners. And so I was actually on a vision tour of Chicago, sitting and listening to church planners tell their story in the city of Chicago. And uh, selfishly, Greg wanted that to work out because I am a huge Chicago Cubs fan. I just needed an excuse to go watch the Cubbies I play knew I liked you. three or four <laughs> year, times a year. That yeah. would have been great. But as I sat there and listening to the stories of those church planners, uh, I came to this passage of Scripture, actually listening to a vision, Romans chapter 15, when Paul writes, my aim is to preach the gospel where Christ has not been named so that I won't build on somebody else's shoulders. As is written, those who are not told will see and those who have not heard will understand. And the whole time that I am sitting there listening to those guys, my heart is in the city of Las Vegas. Wow. Um, never thought I would ever say those words, but I knew that that was time. And I, so I called my wife and I said, hey, we really need to pray about this. We really need to consider this. And so we did. And so for a few more months, uh, we, we did. And then we began the process within our denomination, the assessment process that goes along with that. It's a, almost a year-long process to do that. And then finally, this past February, uh, after they have probed every area of your life, uh, they said, you're not as crazy as we thought you were. We will trust you and give you the endorsement of becoming a planter in the city of Las Vegas. And so we will. Isn't that one of the sinned it is. cities? Uh, 89% of the North American population lives in one of the 32 uh, metropolitan yeah. areas of North America. Well, explain what a sinned city is. It's Southern Baptist, it North is. American it Mission is. Board. I got you. Uh, several years ago, the strategy for the North American Mission Board shifted, uh, just like we could practically do here uh, in um in, in Mississippi or Alabama, you know, what happens in the state capital affects the rest of the state. Well, they realize that if we can reach the cities of North America, right. we can reach the whole country. And so they began to put an initiative into these 32 cities uh, where they're really encouraging church plants, ministries and uh, inner city ministries, uh, revitalization of churches. But church planning was a big part of that. And so Las Vegas is one of those sin cities of the West. S-E-N-D. Yes. Not to be confused with S-I-N-C. It's also known yeah, as. Yeah, I have to be really careful yeah, what I say. That's what the I reason I wanted to spell sure, that sure, real quickly. Sure, sure. And what when you read Acts one eight yeah. and you see it starting in Jerusalem, you see it starts in the city. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and then it spreads out. Now, what m- most Southern Baptists, we were strong in the country, in the suburbs. Yeah. Weak in the cities. cities yes. And uh, North American Mission Board recognized that. Yeah. And there's some other denominations that's recognizing that too, Greg. Sure. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a real novel concept. It's a real biblical concept. <laughs> and we would just read it and we would. If we could only understood. Acts yeah, 1 8. Start exactly. There. Yeah, start yeah. there. But, but we say start where you are. That's good too. But you start. You start where God has laid it on your heart. Right. That's one thing that I have continually instilled of our people. Uh, just because you do an international or some trip outside of your, your city doesn't make you any more spiritual than anybody else because it starts with you going across the aisle in your congregation, the aisle of your school desk, wherever you're at school, or across your street. It has to start there. It's not an either or. It's a both and. And we we fight this battle sometimes in the local church. Well, we got all these needs right here. Why do we need to spend, the, take the, go to the other parts of the world? Well, and my response to that is, that's great. Uh, if you'll just give me one week, I'll give you the other 50, 51 just to, to, to work around here. And so a lot of times I find that as an excuse. I want to give you this illustration of what you think about it years ago, and I came up with it, so I've got to go back. We had a horrible tornado come through northeast Mississippi. It wipes the community of Smithville just about off the map. And so we had people getting their chainsaws, getting everything ready to go to Smithville to help them because they were so devastated. But if this church got together and they had 20 men who were headed to Smithville and somebody got there and said, you know, Smithville's not the only one that was hurt. We have a sister right over here in our church, and there is a tree down in her yard. We need to take care of that. Now, I want to share with you, if all 20 of those men went over to that tree in that lady's yard and got the tree, well, praise the Lord, it got done. But look what was undone. And so what happens many times, this excuse is we take care here and the other goes undone. Yeah. The Bible says to do both, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. We, we can't continue. And as a pastor, you know, I've struggled with that. I've fought with that with people trying to help them understand that concept. Yeah. Uh, and it's not worth nothing to argue about, but it's something that we need to understand that it's a both and. It's not an either or. Amen. Well, let's move. You're going to move to Los Angeles. I mean, uh, Las Vegas. In Las my, Vegas, yeah. yeah. That's a little further west. A little further west. To Las Vegas. And uh, so that the time is approaching fast. Yes, we will be uh, in the pastorate there at New Albany until the end of May. Uh, I am going to take the month of June off just to do some partnership talks and just to visit. And when you take grandbabies 1,600 miles away from their grandparents, you better spend some time with the grandparents. And even my wife's great grandparents are still alive, so we got to see them too. Um, and then we will move the first, uh, July the 2nd is when we were beginning that moving process. We're going to wait till it's really cool in Las Vegas to move. <laughs> and uh, I was out there one time for the Southern Baptist Convention, and it wasn't unusual to see 100 and something degrees out yeah. there. And so we will get there, uh, really start to work the second week. And actually what I'm going to do, because I'm uh, with the North American Mission Board, I have uh, qualified or whatever the word is for uh, an apprentice program that they do that's endorsed by them. And I will go on staff at Hope Church in Las Vegas uh, for the rest of this year, uh, which allows me to learn Las Vegas a little bit more, but also just to really see, uh, we you know, we got to sell houses and where we want to be and all that stuff. And so starting the first of the year, my clock will start with the North American Mission Board and uh and it looks so different, uh, and some people, particularly in the South, we have a hard time understanding what church planning looks like 
because I get the question all the time. Well, you got a piece of property already. Uh, you, you got you got a building that you're going to use, and I'm thinking, well, that's that's way down the road. Yeah, I mean, man. Uh, our strategy will be to engage the community with the gospel, make disciples of those that we lead to the Lord, and let the Lord take care of the church. He'll build it himself. Well, there's so many avenues these days. House churches are yes. are, and it's Bible studies, but Guess what happens out of those? Yeah, I, I, I saw a, uh, a video one time, the church under the tree. Yeah, now, y'all know if you saw it or not, but it was about a park in a large city, and this guy just got the burden. He'd see how many people were out there on Sunday mornings in the park, and he decided he was going to go out there and start handing out water and doing different things. And so he started handing out water, and people said he would invite them under the tree to do a Bible study. And it grew and grew. And in that city, it was known as the church under the they or They organized as a church, as the church under the tree. How about that? Yeah. I mean, we, we want to put God in a box at how he does things. When we see Paul on those missionary journeys, you know, it was amazing. He started the church at Philippi on a creek bank, right? And then in the jail, he added to the church, you know, and on the street, the girl was healed. And, yeah. you know, I look at the church at Philippi and see all the members that were there. They were sure a group of unusual fellows, weren't it? They were. And uh, I think that's, I'm describing that. Sounds like it may be that way at Las Vegas. It is. It is. We are going to be um, in the northwest corner of the city, uh, a community called Sky Canyon. Uh, Vegas is growing in different areas, and so it's a master plan community. Uh, right now, the plan is for 9,000 homes in that master plan community, and as of right now, there is no evangelical work. Wow. Uh, at, at all. 9,000 homes. 9,000 homes. They're not all built yet, but the pl- the plans will be for 9,000 homes and 1,700 acres. Uh, as we're speaking right now, they're building homes, they're building the schools, they're building the supermarkets, they're building all of those things right now. And so uh, when we first began talking about church plant, we had kind of eyeballed another area. And though... And then we began visiting around, and that was when my wife was still kind of, she wasn't 100% in at that point. And she began to see it before I did. And we talked about going, going in full circles. Yeah. We talked about how our wives are able to see that. And she said, what if and what if? And I'm like looking at the other guy who's with me, and he's just kind of rolling his eyes looking back. You see what's happening right here? God yeah. is moving right here. And so that's where we will plan ourselves. We will invest our life. My wife's already going to be a school teacher in the middle school in that particular area. Uh, cool story about that. How uh, already? Already, how God has just worked uh, to 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 get a job with the Clark County School District. They have about eleven a thousand and eighty three job openings right now. You fill out your paperwork online. It's a portal that you send, then you start clicking on which ones you want to apply for. So we had to get the map out of Vegas and kind of look geographically. Where do we want to be at? And the first one we looked at was um, the middle school in our area. There was a job open. My wife teaches special ed. And so that was the first one she applied for. About four days later, she gets a call back. She's on the phone with the principal for 18 minutes. She says, we're going to offer you the job and the human resources will call you. And so we're like, uh, did that just happen? And uh, we've had so many events like that that have happened as we have, um, we call our stepping out of faith there and, and that journey. And so God has I, just a side note, you know, we we pray all the time, Lord, go before us. Mm. I don't think we know what we're talking about sometimes. <laughs> I have learned, Lord, when you say go before you, he really does, because he has opened doors that I didn't even know needed to be opened, and he is taking care of so much. Um, and so, our, you know, our housing for a little while is taken care of and whatnot, but we're 
we are excited to begin that journey. Okay. When you go and you start working with Hope Church there in Las Vegas, the connection with churches that you have here, will they continue to pray for you? What? Tell me, the yeah. reason I want to know that support. Yeah, sure. I sure. hear about the support you will have. Sure. And then January of 2019, the North American Mission Board. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the support is there. But what about people praying and sure. also sure. holding you up here back well, I, home? Yeah, well, I have a sending church. When our denomination, that's what we call a sending right. church, who is my major sponsor. And that is Dawson Memorial out of Birmingham, Alabama. Right. Uh, and they're going to be our sending church. And they've committed to us for five years. Our Mississippi Baptist Convention Board is also committed. And then we also have some local churches in this area that have uh, committed to help us. But the most important thing is, is to pray, is to pray for us. And uh, we need you to pray in several ways. And I've got, uh, I'm going to leave Bert with a card here that tells you how you can pray. Uh, first of all, pray for our transition to that city. I mean, just the logistics of moving. New Albany to Las Vegas. Yeah, about 1,600 <laughs> miles. You can't get there directly from here. So you have to ride Interstate 40 for a long, long time. And so praying for that transition, moving to a new home, we've still got a house to sell here in New Albany. We're praying for provision, for protection, for for preparation as we do engage that spiritually dark city because spiritual warfare is real. It is, and and I don't think people all automatically know that. I think they nearly have to be taught that by by the pastor of the yeah, local church. It, it is. There is there. There's usually an assignment of Satan with his demonic powers over certain areas. And if you look at the Bible, I'm not going into the Bible study of that, but there's no doubt that Las Vegas is one of the places Satan doesn't want to give up. Sure. And I've heard from my brothers who are also planners there. They, they talk about, you know, once you get there, it's uh, there's an attack. Your family is attacked. And so, again, you, you got to love on your family. Uh, they're the most important unit. They're your first ring of discipleship. Your family is. And so you've got to invest there. But praying for that in the spiritual Lord. Also, that the Lord would raise up laborers uh, to come join us. And maybe that's with your local church coming to serve on a short-term team. And as I tell many people, some of you just need to pick up and move to Las Vegas with us because you can. Uh, <laughs> Uh, your job allows you to Amen. do that. A lot of folks who have come to the place of retirement, yes. what an opportunity for them. I, I interviewed a couple who divested themselves of everything. They're on the foreign mission field. Awesome. Their, their, uh, their overhead is a lot less. Uh, you know, they did leave family, but it was for a, a, a while that they did that. But it was a lot easier. And I said, man, may you have a new paradigm. For and sure. so there may be some senior adults out there, 62 or above, and they're yeah. ready to retirement. And they don't want to just go watch the leaves turn. <clears throat> that was a dig. It was a purposely yeah, dig. Yeah. And, and what an opportunity, right? Yeah, they don't need to collect seashells. I mean, as they Piper don't. would say, uh, but you need to pray about people joining our team. I and mean, we'd love to, to have you and come join us. Uh, pray that relationships would be built, that the gospel conversation would flourish in those conversations. Um, I'm going into a different paradigm of ministry as far as you know the day-to-day stuff with a traditional established church. It's a lot of those things I'm not going to have to deal with, but it's all about engaging people. Relationships. It, it, relationships. It all revolves when around you relationships. The book of Acts, you can see what Paul did. He went there and he preached, and then relationships were formed. Some immediately, but some said, we're going to hear you a little while longer. Yeah. For those that are a little while longer, 
that relationship is vital because yeah. they're going to not only hear you, they're going to watch you. Yeah. When you look at the New Testament, I mean, it's about relationship, your relationship with God, yeah. relationship with other believers, and your relationship with the world. Everything falls underneath that. And so as we begin to cultivate those relationships, whether I'm working with the PTA, whatever it is that we do, it just to meet people, to engage people, pray that those gospel conversations will flourish and pray about giving, uh, partnering with us. And How can they do that? You can sell your checks to, to Hope Church there in Las Vegas. Hope Church in Las Vegas. Vegas and, and designate the Spencer Family Church Plant. Hope Church. Yeah, Hope Church, 850 East Cactus Avenue, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89128, I think is the zip code, but that'll get us. Hey, they can go Google Hope Church in Las Vegas and they'd find out Make all sure that information. Make sure our name gets put on that and then pray that God would transform those neighborhoods and communities for the nations and the world. Amen. Greg, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for the opportunity, the invite today. Buddy. Amen. I pray that Las Vegas will come under the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Bart. This is Exploring Missions. Be on mission for God.